Welcome to GradCast, the official podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at the University of Western Ontario. Coming to you from the other London, let's start the show. Welcome to GradCast, the official radio and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western. Uh, I'm your host today. My name is Tanya, and I'm joined with Susan Anthony. And we are going to be hosting a very exciting show for you today. Firstly, it's September, which meant it took a little bit longer to get through the UCC as all the undergrads are back. So if we have any new listeners today, uh, welcome to Western or welcome back to Western. And we hope you will enjoy today's show. Uh, Our guest today, we have two guests joining us, and they're both members of the Society of Graduate Students. Uh, So we have Kirsten Senor here with us and Melanie Stone. And I'm going to first let them introduce themselves and tell us what their role with SOGS is, and then we'll get into our talk for today. (laughs) We're we're fighting over who's going to start. Uh, Hello, I'm Kirsten. I'm the current VP of Advocacy for the Society of Graduate Students. And I'm Melanie Stone, and I'm one of the co-chairs of the Equity Committee for the Society of Graduate Students. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Uh, So these two great SOGS members are here to talk to us about a program that is going to be launching in October called the Graduate Peer Support, uh, or nicely known as GPS, which is navigating your way through grad school. Uh, Hopefully you understood the GPS reference there. So... Uh, They're going to tell us a little bit about this program that is going to be available to all graduate students starting the first Wednesday of October. So what is GPS? That is such a big question to try and tackle. Uh, I like to think of graduate peer support as a midweek oasis, just a time to take a chance to, you know, not be harassed by students. That's the wrong way to put it. But, you know, it's just it's a space that you can talk with other grad students about just whatever you're facing your life that week. Maybe complain about your lab mates when they're not around. Uh, Vent about uh, comps is a common one, I think. And also the real priority is sharing solutions because, we're, we're grad students. We know what the grad student experience is, and we just want to talk to one another about it over coffee and snacks. Yeah, and I would also just add that it's a nice place to be um, sit peacefully and quietly away from your program. Sometimes just being in a stressful environment all the time can be difficult, and just getting away from that once a week um, to talk to some other people. It's an interdisciplinary program, so it's really fa- fantastic to meet people from all over the university and sort of explore friendships with people you haven't met before. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about uh, what can, when is GPS offered, and we'll follow this at the end for our listeners. When is it offered, and what can people expect when they come to a GPS session? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> uh, so we actually did a soft launch over the summer where we had much less structure, uh, and one of the main bits of feedback that we got is that people wanted more structure moving forward. So we're really excited about the programming we have offered in October. I hope I get this in the right order. Throughout the fall ter- term, starting October 5th, Every Wednesday from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. will be in the Wellness Education Center. That's UCC 76, I want to say. It's in the basement of UCC, kind of next to the bookstore, kind of next to the grocery store, uh, tucked right back in there. Uh, So starting in October, we have a monthly schedule that basically every week is going to be a different thing. So the first week of every month is going to be kind of board games and crafts. Well, no, mostly board games and puzzles, I guess. Uh, the second week is going to be a themed talk. So talking everything about like imposter syndrome might be one month. Um, managing with kids might be another month. Uh, just these are topics that we know regularly come up in the community. The third week is going to be crafts. Either bring your own or we're, we're going to work on some craft kits to make available. And that in particular, kids are welcome. I think we try for a lot of our programs to be as open to kids as we can, which is 
very variant depending on the program. But this is a week we really wanted to dedicate to making sure the kids were really openly welcome. The fourth week is going to be kind of a a quiet study break. Uh, So whether you want to nap or read or draw comics, whatever you kind of need to just decompress that week. Uh, And the one I'm really excited about is any month where there is five weeks. The fifth is going to be a special mystery event of just... Whatever recommendation came up from our organizers that day, uh, that that week or that month, whatever. Uh, so everything from an, like ukulele uh, a jam, maybe a poetry slam, singing bowls. Uh, we really wanted to be a space dedicated to experimenting a bit with programming that we could run on campus. Yeah, and you don't need to be feel intimidated by all the activities. You can just come, bring your computer, grab a yoga mat, and sit in the corner if you're not quite feeling up to uh, doing the poetry jam. But you can also just, uh, you know, there's always going to be somebody there to talk to. And I think that's a really important part of um, the graduate peer support is that we will have trained uh, volunteers on there to help engage with conversation, to help with that support, um, to help navigate you around campus and put you in touch with anyone that you need. Um, But also just to talk to you about what's going on in your program and help you process problem solve and so um, I think that's the biggest thing uh, to take away from graduate peer support it's very relaxed it's drop-in so you can come for the whole time you can come for 10 minutes or you come for an hour um, you can come anytime um, the setup is very unstructured so as we said we have a combination right now of yoga mats chairs tables um, it's very relaxed laid back um, it's an open space it's also fully accessible I think that's important to note um, and if there are any accessibility issues always bring them up to us so that we can solve those ahead of time yeah So, um, like you mentioned, you can come and you don't have to necessarily participate in the activities. The the students or the student volunteers that will be available to talk to the peers. What sorts of what sort of training will they have, and what sort of things can you talk to them about? Do you want to start this time? Sure. So we are (laughs) going to be having a a safe talk uh, program. So all of our volunteers will have gone through that and they'll also be quite familiarized with all the uh, supports and support services that are available on campus and off. But you can really talk to them about a variety of things and they, if they're not the person to talk to about that, they will put you in touch with someone. So in keeping with sort of the Wellness Center's initiative, No Wrong Door, um, I think this is going to be part of that is that if you do come to somebody who has been trained in Safe Talk, that what, what they're going to do is be able to put you in touch with the right person. But there's really, um, it it really is a safe place to talk to people about anything that's going on in your program, anything that you're not con- that you're concerned about. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of us from different backgrounds. I'm a single parent, and so I'm often able to very quickly pull together resources for parents in the same situation. Or there's lots of us who have um, different backgrounds to bring. So there's there's always somebody to talk to. And I wanted to ask because there are resources on uh, campus for students, uh, crisis resources, and things like that. Where do you guys feel this fit in? Like, how did peer support come to be? What what's, what was missing, do you think? I'm really glad you asked that because I think that's one of the main questions that always comes up with peer support. And I think it's important to emphasize that peer support is meant to complement the services that are already available. And in particular, this is for a lot of people who aren't yet in crisis or may never be in crisis. Uh, one of the common complaints that we hear from graduate students on campus is that they feel isolated and they just feel misunderstood or just frustrated and particularly in uh, studies you you get such cyclical stress periods again I can't talk about comps enough it is such Mm -hmm. a thing where it's not necessarily crisis in the conventional sense it's not necessarily something uh, counseling oriented or it's not a perpetual issue that may need uh, longer term solutions or even like medication it's something where you just need to be frustrated and talk to someone or often enough that's all you need so I think peer support is meant to be someone like 
I guess the best way I can put it is so many of our initiatives nowadays are trying to shift the focus away from illness to wellness because everyone has a mental wellness to maintain and protect and look after. And I think peer support speaks really strongly to that. Definitely. I think what we're trying to do is also get away from, I know somebody like myself would be like, I'm super stressed, but I'm not in crisis. And so I don't want to waste someone's time, even though that's never a case. You're never wasting anyone's time by talking to someone in a time of crisis. But I really want to talk to someone because is this right? Is what I'm going through common? Is it, you know, and, you know is it something that's that I can deal with? Um, and that's where we want to, we fall in. And we also just want to talk to grad students um, because we do find that there are unique situations for grad students that I don't think are dealt with enough on campus. And so this is just one of those places that is specifically for those grad students. And that, that was what I was going to actually ask next, that one of the unique things about this program, it, it, is, it is graduate specific. Um, so can you maybe tell us a little bit about the background in terms of why this was a graduate specific program that's designed oh my gosh uh again just one some of the feedback that we get from students so often is that they operate uh they occupy such a strange space here on campus uh, or at least unique space where their students their teachers their mentors their employees and it can be really difficult to perpetually have all those kind of hats on so, for example, we get a lot of complaints about having to wait in a, uh, like, either medical or psychological services waiting room where someone that you're TAing is right across from you. And whether or not, uh, your, like, students are comfortable with that, whether or not you're comfortable with that. So, it's really liberating in a way to have space reserved for just graduate students dealing with graduate students, uh, fellow people who have maybe similar experiences or relatable experiences. Absolutely. And I think um, just adding to that, I think uh, we're often told to sort of problem solve with a variety of people, right? So you're supposed to problem solve with your supervisor, then you're supposed to problem solve with the person that you're TAing for, and then you're supposed to problem solve with your administrator or grad chair, or there's just a a variety of places we're supposed to go to fix the problem. Um, It just is, I think, a, a good place to be to sort of say, how did you uh, fix this problem? How did you overcome this? Is there a better way? Um, a lot of the problems that arise in grad school are, are sort of individualized. So you're supposed to, you know, make up the changes yourself and deal with a supervisor. But well, not all supervisors are alike. Not all of them are, are uh, supportive. And so this is just another place that grad students can turn. And to add on that, uh, one of the things I really want to emphasize that you touched on there is one of the nice things about peer support is it's more Mm solution-oriented, whereas often, as you spoke to so well, Mel, uh, accessing a lot of services on campus, you're expected to have a problem, and you come and you announce your own problem. And often enough, it's not really refined that much when you're just feeling stressed or trying to navigate campus. So instead, you can come and talk to other people and say, well, what have you done that works? What have you done and what have you found on campus or in your own studies, your own practices that have made you feel like a confident grad student? And I don't think we talk about that enough. Yeah, and there's definitely issues like funding packages and when those come up and the deadlines that when we're applying for all the external tri-council funding and also when those results come in. So we're going to have supports that are particularly for grad students around those stressful times. And I think that's vital. It's not something that we can find anywhere else. And the unique piece is also that this support is provided by peers. Uh, So can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the importance of the peer-to-peer model? You know, why not bring a professional in to do this? Or, um, you know, why not refer them to other services? Why is this peer support model so strong? I actually have a note on this one. I'm so glad that brought up. (laughs) Uh, So in the... the, uh, A piece of information that I found in making the case for peer support, which is published by the Mental Health Commission, was that... In one study, they found that the, the values that had the most benefit were inclusion and self-expression. 
And I think that's really prioritized in peer support in ways that it's not in other models. Um, one of the things I like to think about is the difference between expertise and experience. And there are certain forms of expertise that someone like a counselor can provide. But experience is its own form of expertise. And I think there is a real shift uh, that I really appreciate in the world nowadays of focusing on how much sharing experience can do for the individual and for the community. Okay, so um, I want to take one step back, though, going to what you can expect when you are in, in the situation. So really, you're not necessarily coming with, I have this question, give me this answer. Um, you could just come to simply vent and simply talk to a student there. And so when you go into GPS and you you meet a student who's, you know, who's there to just simply talk with you, what, what sorts of, where do you see the conversation going or what do you envision in your, you know, a good GPS day, I guess? I think a good GPS day would be there would be a variety of people in the room. And so it may be a situation where we've sat people down and said, hey, let's introduce ourselves or let's chat a little bit about things that are going on. And so if you just arrive, you may just fit nicely into that conversation or you may bring up something and a lot of people start nodding their heads like, oh, yes, I've definitely experienced that with supervisor or, gee, I've really had that experience with comms. And so it starts to get like a natural and relaxed atmosphere. That being said, if we do uh, see things sort of that aren't being fixed, we can step aside with the student and have a, a conversation one-on-one and see if there's anything that we can do uh, from there. But it, it's um, so far, all of the um, GPS events that I've attended have been very relaxed, um, very easy, very natural. There wasn't a forced confessions sort of time it wasn't anything like that um, but it just seemed to be a lot of peers talking to one another about some difficulties that we're having but also some successes and some positives as well definitely and I think a lot of my focus uh, is a lot of the tangibles uh, and I think this is why I so often get far too enthusiastic about some of the events that we have planned because I really like when someone comes in and I can say hey can I help you get a coffee we have granola bars and there's something very confrontational about sitting down across from a stranger, staring in their eyes and saying, oh my gosh, X, Y, Z, whatever issue, right? So we really want to provide people things to just fuss with so that you can be a little more casual. And it's kind of like taking a picture where you're told to act natural. So we're trying to provide the tools to act natural. <laughs> and like you said earlier, that it's not necessarily they even have to come in and talk. They could just come to take a nap to do some work or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be when you enter, please tell us something right the yoga no, absolutely not comfy. yeah yeah and you really don't have to say anything at all you can just come and see how it is and see if this is a place that you want to be uh, sometimes it's just nice to not be in your department uh, for a couple of hours a week but still working so you're welcome to come bring your computer sit down um, and do that for a bit if it, if it just helps again it's about support and it's about sort of whatever that form of support takes that's what we're there to provide now um Listening to some, you know, situations like comps coming up, uh, difficulties with supervisors, we can all kind of relate to those. Uh, we, I mean, we all have that in some way, shape, or form. Are you gearing this towards anyone in particular, or is it just open to anyone? You don't have to have a problem. You can even come and just relax. Like, are you looking at the balance of those, or...? 
I would say definitely. I think we were just looking. I think our, our ideas of support were quite broad. Um, when we did a focus group, I think it was back in 2014, early 2015, um, it was a huge request was um, at least 25% of the answers were that we needed somewhere to go um, for peer support. And so this is just, but, but what they wanted was so diverse, right? So it's really to look at everyone and it's really to be there for, for so yes, while we're, we're there for the stresses, we're also there for the positives and we're also there before it gets stressful. So yeah, just come out in color. <laughs> for sure. And particularly so many of our conversations over the last while have really focused on the fact that there is no standard graduate student. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's uh, easiest, I think, to demonstrate the needs or supports uh, available in peer support by using those kind of common examples and those things that a lot of people will relate to, um, even things like comps. I was a professional master's student before now. Like comps was not a thing we had to deal with. Uh, so I think we're trying as best we can to be really responsive while still providing some structure and predictability um, because, again, that's just what we hear from students as that's what's going to best support them. And I'm sure as we get more feedback and kind of develop the program further, we'll get more feedback and keep on refining until we hit just that sweet spot. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, where GPS comes from? So who are, I guess, the key partners in making this happen for us? I'm so glad, again, I, I keep on coming back to this. You're asking great questions. It's great. Uh, we've been really lucky with some of the connections and relationships that we've been able to build on campus and in the community. Um, so, for example, the graduate peer support grew out of the equity committee, um, which some of my fellow speakers here today are part of. Um, and the equity committee has a general mandate of just looking at the diversity of students that are available here and the range of supports that can make for more of a fair playing field. So it really fits within that mandate. And in particular, two of our members, um, Chrissy Townsend, who's sadly gone on to Ottawa to continue her studies, we miss her already, and Kristen Zator, are both involved with Connect for Mental Health in the London community. So we relied a lot on them to provide like expertise on how peer support can be developed, how it can be sustained. And even now, Christy has been fantastic and sent us emails on how to best sustain this program here, some feedback about what she's experienced in other programs. And we also really benefit from the fact that uh, SGPS and student experience here on campus have been very supportive of the program and have really worked with us to refine our proposal and just make it something that's going to be able to be sustained, not just on the society graduate student sides, but also on campus in general. Because one of our main concerns was that our executive changes over every six months or so, depending on how you count it. Uh, so we really wanted to make sure that this was a program that had sustainability. So getting uh, campus partners involved was a priority of us, priority of ours. And we really lucked out in that we have some really supportive people here on campus who were willing to just work with us and just let, let us run with this program and make it work. Mm-hmm. And I know um, Canadian Federation of Students, which SOGS, is, SOGS members are, are a part of, um, graduate mental health and mental wellness has been on their radar for quite a while. So this is a great way to uh, show how Western supports their graduate students. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about what we've learned through the work that CFS has done for graduate students and the motivation behind seeking specifically graduate student wellness for mental wellness? Certainly. Uh, One of the things that I I would be remiss to not touch on with that is there's a lot of concerns out there right now with provision of um, mental health supports in in schools generally. I think it's McMaster right now where they actually had a vote about ancillary fees and they shot it down saying, as students, we shouldn't have this additional financial burden to provide health supports. So they're currently dealing with not having a lot of health support models and relying mostly on peer support because that's what they can provide at the student union side. And that's a major concern that CFS has been talking about over the last while. 
Uh, but more generally, or more specifically, actually, to be used terms that actually make sense. Uh, so back in, oh, I'm going to get the year wrong. I want to say 2014. Yeah, I was going to say 2013. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 2013 and then, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the Canadian Federation of Students ran a campaign that many of you may al- already remember, many of you have may- maybe never heard of, called Not in the Syllabus, where they distributed a survey to multiple schools across Canada asking graduate students to talk about their experiences. And the results of that were really worrying, just considering everything from how many people had experienced stress, felt they were misunderstood. Um, there were even some reports of observing or uh, experiencing physical violence, even from supervisors. Uh, which I guess all relates back to that question of graduate students occupy a really strange space on campus where we're both, I I won't list them all again, um, but that's a very difficult space to navigate as a professional identity and as a personal identity, uh, and especially when dealing with so many things like financial crisis. So uh, it's definitely been on the radar of the generation of students, and in fact, they have recently released their draft report of the findings from that study, uh, and I'm looking forward to them distributing the final report at some point. Uh, if anyone ever wants to look at the draft version, I have it in the office, so feel free to email me. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So it sounds like GPS is a program that really, really does address the piece that you're talking about, that graduate students, they occupy a different space on campus, and um, we're providing peer support, so graduate students to other graduate students. Uh, so we're coming towards the end of our show, so maybe we can recap a few things for our listeners. Uh, firstly, can you tell us again where GPS is offered and what time it's being offered, and maybe a quick rundown of once again, what can they get by going to GPS? Sure. So as of October 5th, we're on a little hiatus, but as of October 5th, you can see us on Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. in the Wellness Education Center, which is on the very first floor of the UCC in between the supermarket and the bookstore. And it's in the room at the back. So you just have to walk by the uh, the desk. You'll see a sign there and we're at the back. And what you can expect is a variety every week, um, but you're going to mostly see a welcoming atmosphere, someone to talk to if you need anything, uh, referrals, um, good advice, uh, free coffee, and free snacks. <laughs> Anything to add to? If you have any questions about the program, I'd be the best one to get in touch with. Uh, so you can email me at advocacy at sogs.ca, uh, or usually you can wave me down the grad club often enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> And maybe just to close off, if the both of you can maybe share uh, why GPS is important to you and what, um, what you think it contributes to our graduate student experience. I know that's a big question, but maybe like a closing Closing positive remark about GPS, because it is a program that the Equity Committee, along with the partners that Kirsten shared earlier, really worked hard to put together. And we had the soft launch during the summer, um, but leading up to the soft launch was a pretty long process. So tell us, what does GPS mean to you and just something something about what you hope it brings to this <laughs> campus community, graduate campus community? <laughs> So I just like to say that I sort of bought the fable that graduate school should be agonizing and exhausting and painful in a way like no other employment. And so it was actually really refreshing to enjoy it um, and also find other people like myself. I'm a single parent. I'm juggling multiple responsibilities and jobs um, and just be able to connect and talk. And I think that's what GAPS means to me. It just means finding people who want to talk and connect. I feel like my answer is going to be fairly similar. Uh, My most positive experiences with the program so far have just been learning what other people are up to. And it really gives you, how do I put this, the space to imagine what grad studies can be. The way that I've heard about 
math students talking about how their conferences are run. Uh, I had some music students explain to me the tomatoes studying technique, which like gamifies studying. And it's just the amount of resources and information that are just available out there. If you just talk to people, um, it's, it's really rewarding just to imagine all those possibilities. So uh, I'm take this time to thank our two wonderful guests for sharing this program with us. So once again, GPS is going to begin on October 5th, offered every Wednesday, so starting Octo- October 5th onwards till forever. <laughs> um, it's going to be from 1030 to 1230 in the Wellness Center located in the basement of the UCC. So please... Um, Please come by and uh, enjoy some snacks, come and talk to some peers and learn about navigating through grad school. Um, And I'd also like to note that if you have research that you would like to share or if you have projects just such as the GPS program taking place at uh, in your programs or in your departments, please come on to our show at GradCast. We also do podcasts. So right now you're hearing a live radio show, but we also have podcasts that are posted online. So if you go on to the SOGS.ca website and look for GradCast, you will find those podcasts. So if you've got research, email us and we will get you on the show because we want to learn what you're up to. Thank you. That's all we got for this week. If you like this episode, share it with someone. Check us all out on Twitter and Facebook. Both you can find through Gradcast Radio. You can go to our website to see more episodes at gradcastradio.ca. And if you want to come on the show and talk about your own research, great line for your CV, go to gradcastradio at gmail.com. The theme is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod, and we will see you guys next time.